On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, the Oklahoma City Thunder start their preseason schedule. Why this preseason is different for Oklahoma City, what you should be watching for, and more on today's Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. You can even text the show, 405-963-3686. On today's show, brought to you by Game Time, the OKC Thunder open up their preseason schedule today. Who is in who is out for this contest? Why this preseason is different for the Thunder? What did we learn at training camp? And what should you be watching for tonight as the Thunder play actual basketball preseason edition tonight in the Paycom Center? Today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked in NBA. Whenever you do, you get $20 off your first purchase at Game Time. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free, like, comment, review for free, and you never miss an episode of Locked on Thunder. And again, you can text us. So whenever you text 405-963-3686, you can sign up and get injury updates, who the starters are going to be, news that we're hearing, Thoughts at the quarter breaks. Uh, you, you can get anything that's coming up on the show and know what's going to be happening on the show. And we're going to whisk you away to the front of the line on mailbag podcasts and any other fan interaction podcast. You will have the first dibs on your questions, on your takes, and everything else uh, that we do here. So it is another way to support the show, 405-963-3686. But the big deal today is that preseason is upon us. The San Antonio Spurs and the most hyped prospect since LeBron James, Victor Minyama, is coming to town into Oklahoma City at 7 p.m. in the Paycom Center. This game is going to be streamed on the Thunder app and website. Uh, it'll be the same uh, Bali Sports crew, but it'll be free on the stream uh, for the Thunder app and website. I don't think it'll be on traditional television, uh, just through the app, which is typical uh, for their preseason. Now, at practice today, Mark did say that SGA is out uh, just with rest, but Vasa Micic is out with an ankle sprain, and he is considered day-to-day. We already knew about Pokashevsky's uh, ankle sprain that happened a week before training camp. Uh, he was out on the court doing work post-practice, but he's out for this game uh, and will not play tonight. The Thunder will not play again until Thursday. They'll obviously have practices in between there, but Thursday is their next game. That game will be in Montreal, which leads me to I, I think that resting Shea is a part of managing his minutes. And uh, I, I think that especially coming off of this summer where he was playing such highly competitive basketball uh, pretty much all the way through the summertime and leading right into media day and training camp, you're going to want to keep an eye on him uh, and, and, and make sure he doesn't quite overdo it. 
And I think that this is setting up for him to play Thursday. Uh, obviously, we'll have to wait to know that for sure. But I would imagine that you rest him Monday, and then you allow him to play Thursday uh, because you're back in his home country, and you know he's so close with Lou Dort. You're going to want to play in Montreal. You're going to want to play in Canada. Uh, and so then he'll he'll rest today, but then play Thursday, if I had to guess. Uh, as for Mitch, of course, it's just day-to-day, so we'll have to see how that ankle responds and, and, and what he's uh, looking like. But for today's game, it seems as though Wimbenyama is going to play. I feel like by now we would have heard otherwise, but keep keep track on that uh, on Twitter and everything else throughout the rest of the day. Uh, Chet Holmgren will for sure play uh, because he was not in that list of the injury report from Mark. Uh, Casey Wallace and Keontae Johnson, of course, both debut as rookies for the Thunder as well. And so when you're looking at preseason, I know it's easy. You know, we're in the middle of football season and it's, it's, you're not quite ready to turn the page to basketball, but this preseason is a bit different for the Thunder because, frankly, there's no more throwaway players. With all due respect to, to, to these players who are about the name, there, there, there is no combination of players where there will be lineups in the preseason, even as you only play your regular guys, you know, 15 or so minutes. There's no combination of guys that you just simply do not care about, right? There's no TJ Leaf. There's no Frank Jackson. There's no Justin Jackson, Vic Critchie. There's none of those guys that like, who cares? Like what? It does not matter. They don't really have an NBA hopeful chances at that point in their careers. Uh, everyone on this roster matters. I think that the only player who you could who you could just kind of not be moved by would be Olivier Saar. And still, Sars a fun player to watch, and he adds a different dynamic than what you're used to seeing these players with. And so uh, if you really want to be a Thunder sicko, it's one player on the entire roster, and you can kind of see what would the vision look like with a more traditional big man. I mean, Sar can still space the floor and do some more modern things, but ultimately, he's the closest thing to a traditional big that this Thunder team has. And so uh, it gives you a glimpse of, of what that could look like. But ultimately, I, I have to agree, Olivier Saar is not exactly moving the needle. He doesn't exactly have NBA potential in, this, in the terms of ever becoming a rotational player in the NBA, but he's a really nice G-leaguer. He's a really nice two-way guy to have as a, as a change of pace option. But other than that, the entire roster are guys you really want to see play. Even while you subtract SGA and Michich and, uh, and, and, and Poku, you know, you, you, you subtract Michich, you subtract Shea, you subtract Poku. Josh Giddy heading into year three. You get to see him on an NBA floor with Chet Holmgren. And we got a glimpse of that in, in Chet's initial, you know, 2020 summer league where they looked incredible together. Now you're back seeing them run pick and roll, pick and pop stuff. You're, you're going to get a clip from, from Chet and Giddy, if not multiple clips from Chet and Giddy that will circulate through Thunder social media uh, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the month, really, until the regular season starts. That's how good they're going to be together, which of course leads you into Chet's debut. Just, just seeing him actually on the Paycom Center hardware for the first time in uniform, actually playing games is going to feel like a monumental moment because of how long you've had to wait to see the highest draft pick of this rebuild to see once Oladipo's gone, of course, officially to see the only top five pick on this roster. It, it is, it is just going to feel different. And then you get into the nitty gritty of J-Dub adding so much strength. And we'll talk about what Mark said about J-Dub's added strength coming up because uh, it should make you very, very, very excited. So you have, you have J-Dub, and his added strength. You have Kaysen Wallace, who's now, with, with the subtraction of SGA and, and Michich, 
is now going to get more on-ball and off-ball reps and be put in a variety of roles. He already was going to get that, but it's even heightened now uh, because you have to take some reps away from, from Shea and, and Michich. Uh, and then you have Trey Mann. Like, this is a huge preseason for Trey Mann. He's either going to be trying to to battle to stay in Oklahoma City or auditioning for other clubs. And so it, it is huge for Trey Mann. And I personally still believe that there's a role for Trey Mann to play. I, I think that Trey Mann still um, is going to have a, a niche in the NBA. He's too good of a scorer not to uh, whenever it actually uh, um, develops for him. And he's he's been progressing defensively every year of his career to where I cannot personally be all out on his defense yet. So hopefully that's in Oklahoma City, but ultimately uh, the, the best thing for him might be somewhere else. But I think that it still can be in Oklahoma City. The thing is, he's just got to continue to prove it on the court. Same thing with Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Like, like the Thunder really like both these guys. Like they really, really, really like both of them. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. You know what? What people might not know is that he he plays a a, a more leadership role, even though he's still a young player. Uh, but he's got to prove it. Like somebody has to go. There are still two cuts to go. If if you include Victor already being gone, uh, there are still two cuts to go for the Thunder. Uh, somebody has to to be the odd man out or the odd men out in this case. And Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I, I think, is a rotational player in the NBA. I know that people think he's just terrible and he's not going to be good. I don't believe that. I think that he's a really good rotational piece. Now, he's, he's not going to be a starter by any means. He's not even going to be, you know, he, he might struggle to be a consistent playoff rotational piece. If he ever gets on a team that is good enough to go to the playoffs, you might only play him in matchup-based scenarios. But he is a player who can get you through 82 games and can help you win games along the way. Uh, but with the fact that he's only owed $1.9 million and the roster crunch, He's on the roster bubble squarely, and he has to to pick a side, so to say, uh, throughout this training camp and preseason. So, so that's a very important aspect to watch in preseason. As is Jack White. Jack White's another player who who has been cut in every one of my roster projections. Jack White, even though he was signed to a quote unquote multi year deal, uh, he is very firmly in the mix to get cut. And for him, he doesn't have the extra benefit of. You know, they invested a first-round pick in Trey Mann. They traded up for Jeremiah Robinson in the second round. Th that's added uh, feathers in their caps for why they might stick around Oklahoma City is because you want some of that return on that investment. For Jack White, it's just simply financial, and it's just strictly money. And you knew what you signed up for whenever you gave him a multi-year deal with, a, with very, very, very few guarantees. So Jack White, what he has to do is steal somebody's spot. He has to come in and, and not only play good for his standards, he has to exponentially outperform somebody else in order to come off the roster bubble. So, so how does he look in his minutes? He's going to be another guy who who is going to get a long runway because you need to get looks at him and kind of see what he is in preseason in training camp. So as we continue to go down this roster, you can quickly see how the Thunder are set up and how this preseason is going to be different for the Thunder and how it's going to, to appear to be different and, and be more meaningful and be worth watching. I'm not going to say you bill of goods. Again, I told you, TJ Leaf, Justin Jackson, you know, the, the, those guys weren't worth watching. You know, Vid Critchie, they were not worth watching. Now, Thunder Sickos like me and you who listen to this podcast every single day, record this podcast every single day, we were watching it, obviously. But like for, for the for the just more casual NBA fan, and I don't say that as a knock on anybody, but just for like someone who only cares about whenever it matters, 
even those people should be intrigued, at least for today. Just just give me a chance. Just watch it today and see what you think. Uh, and and we're going to talk more about what to watch for in preseason because we've already gone down quite a rabbit hole. But first, if you want to go to this game, make sure you check out Game Time because Game Time can get you there. Game Time's awesome. So go there right now to GameTime.com uh, and use the code LOCKEDINNBA. Whenever you do, you get $20 off of your first purchase. What Game Time is, 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 is a ticketing app, and, and it's just simply great. You, you will not want to use any other ticketing site uh, because Game Time gives you the lowest prices. And they even have a price uh, match guarantee. So you can go to the big events and not worry. You're going to know for sure you're getting the best deals and you're going to get killer deals on last minute tickets. So by the time you listen to this, it's at least uh, midnight if you're one of the first people to listen to it. Uh, if not, we're getting closer and closer to game time. So you're going to be able to cash in on these last minute deals and these great prices to go to the game today uh, in the Paycom Center. And even just for two minutes, I promise you, no matter how much Wimby plays, if he plays for a single second, it will be a significant moment in NBA history for you to say you were in the building for his first official NBA minute in the preseason, first time on an actual NBA court. So keep that in mind as you go to game time uh, and, and use code locked in NBA and get $20 off your first purchase. So make sure you go there right now because terms and conditions of course apply. Uh, and you want to go there right now and use the code locked in NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. You can download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. So we've mentioned how this preseason will look different. You have no throwaway players uh, because even your one that you can point to and say it's Olivier Saar, again, he provides such a different element than what you're used to seeing this Thunder core with that it's worth um, I'm paying attention whenever he's on the court. But you continue to go down the, the roster. Keanthe Johnson had significant juice in the summer league. And the Thunder have a great track record of, of finding uh, diamonds in the rough, finding two-way guys who they want to convert. Now, it's going to get harder and harder. As much as I really like Keanthe Johnson, and I really believe he can play, I, I think that this is a really good pickup for the Thunder. It's going to get harder and harder to start converting these deals because you're running out of roster spots. You're going to continue to add first-round picks. You're going to continue to add talented players. And the roster spots are no longer as readily available. However, Keontae Johnson still has the opportunity to play his way into a roster spot. You're, you're Running out isn't the same as out. And I think that we get confused on that. I think that especially national media gets confused on that. Yes, you're coming up to the point where you have so much depth and it's such a great thing that, that you have to be very selective of who you invest in, who you, who you pick to continue on with, et cetera, et cetera. But you're not there yet. You're just, happening to, you're just now happening to get there. So Keanthe Johnson is still in line for the opportunity to have his two-way deal converted, and it can start in the preseason. And, and, and I think that the Thunder team will have such competition through it for minutes. I say this all the time, but it's true. You, me, and the man on the moon could all get together and compile a list of 10 names we think Mark absolutely should play every single night. And I guarantee you all three lists would be different. That's how competitive it is for minutes on this Thunder team. So a good first impression will go a long way. So watching Kathy Johnson in an environment where he's for sure going to get NBA looks throughout this preseason process, 
is important. Moving on to Lou Dort. You might be asking, you know, what, what can Lou Dort provide in preseason? He, he's, he's a veteran player. You kind of know what Lou Dort is. Lou Dort has acknowledged the problem. He, like He's acknowledged that he has to get more efficient. I don't think it's any surprise that in, in the same day that Lou Dort mentioned how important it is for him to be an efficient player, Mark also talked about how you're not going to play here. You're not going to be here. You're not going to, you're not going to be a thunder guy if you can't be efficient. So th- there seems to be a, 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 a firmly conveyed message that efficiency is the name of the game. And Lou Dort specifically talked about how he has to get more efficient around the rim. He has to slow down on drives. He's got, he's got to be more under control going to the rim. There's no SGA. There, there's no Michich. You're going to get chances if you're Lou Dort. And you're going to get chances to score. And you're going to get chances to drive. This is your first stepping stone in proving that you can improve. You know, I should say your second stepping stone. The first stepping stone in proving you can improve is at the FIBA World Cup. And honestly, he didn't show that. Like, he did not show he could he could finish efficiently at the rim in the FIBA World Cup. Got a tad better, but, but not significant improvement. And so I, I don't begrudge any fan who thinks that this is just who Lou Dort is at this point. I'm willing to give him one more year before I say he is what he is. Now, saying he is what he is is still a really good player. It's just that there's obvious flaws. One of those obvious flaws is how he drives out of control and can't finish at the rim. Despite his incredible frame, he cannot finish at the rim. If he, t- he becomes able to finish at the rim, it can unlock so much of his efficiency because you can then relegate him to being just a corner shooter. If you throw out that rookie year, then we have to remember back then, way back in 2019-20, the rules were different. Two-way players could not practice with the, with the NBA squad. Those days counted against your 50 days. It was not games played. It was days in the NBA. So you weren't going to burn those days on practice. So Lou Dort played that good defensively and played that good for the Thunder and scored 30 points <laughs> in, the, in the NBA playoffs without getting to practice for much of the year with the Thunder. That role changed in the bubble, and then it got changed permanently uh, to where now two-way guys can practice and it not count against them in terms of their NBA games played. So, you know, throughout that rookie year, other than his rookie year, he shot 40% or better from corner threes. So he does have a role he can play efficiently. If he can add to that with great cuts and great rim finishes, then you turn this guy into a corner shooting uh, finisher who can play lights out defense and you've really got something as your fifth starter. And, and you've kind of just shorted up right there with Lou Dort. That's a big ask. And you can be of the camp that, that old dogs can't learn new tricks, so to say, but here's a chance after acknowledging the problem, here's a chance to address it. And then you can look for Usman Jang flashes, you know, in year two, everyone wants to see how he's gotten better. He's an inch taller and who amongst us couldn't use an inch. Uh, he, he's great. Uh, you know, we want to see what he looks like on the court. Uh, that's an obvious one to watch for. Isaiah Joe has more runway to uh, do more than just shoot this training camp. And, and you can look at training camp in preseason kind of like spring training where like pitchers will just work on new pitches and they don't care if they give up 15 runs. It doesn't matter. So like Isaiah Joe might work on uh, his playmaking. And if he turns the ball over five times, who cares? So like you want to see what Isaiah Joe can do in this environment where he's able to, to work on new things. Uh, Wiggins and Kenneth Williams are just fun to watch in general. When they're on the court, they're going to make winning plays, no matter if the game doesn't count or not. So watching them is going to be fun. Uh, Dallas Bertans, we go back to functionality. You're going to be able to evaluate 
every lineup on the court because even when Davis Bertans is in there, and yes, he's a veteran. Yes, you know what he's going to give you. Yes, there's no surprises. He's going to play a reduced role, yada, yada, yada. When he's in there, that shooting brings functionality to where it allows you to clearly evaluate the players around him. And it limits the deficiencies of a set of said lineup to where you can get a clearer picture on what those players around him are doing. And then Lindy Waters, the last player on the roster that we're going to talk about, uh, and we've talked about everyone on the roster. Lindy Waters, you know, he is a known commodity, but he's really loved and people love watching him uh, around here, obviously, as a local kid. Uh, the only thing I would say to watch for Lindy Waters is he has this rap of being a sharpshooter. And I've talked about this a lot. He's a sharpshooter in theory. Right. He, he's got the knack for being a sharpshooter. He's got the attention for it uh, in terms of the fan base, but he only shoots 35%. And, that, and that's not a sharpshooter in the NBA. I like Lindy. I love covering Lindy. I love talking to Lindy. He's, he's great to talk to. He's fun to joke around with and everything. It's nothing about that personally, but like if, you're, if your primary skill set is going to be shooting, it's got to be better than 35%. And I think that he knows that. And I think that, um, you know, this is a really huge year for him to prove he can play in the NBA because if he can, up that to say 37, 38, 39% from three, we're better, obviously. If he can get to that lane where he's now an actual sharpshooter, he has already improved his defense to a playable level. In fact, he's above average defensively, in my opinion. So no matter where it's at in the NBA, if he can just increase his, his three-point percentage and the amount that he makes his three-pointers at, his clip that he makes them at, then he will be an NBA player next year. It might not be in Oklahoma City, but he will be an NBA player. And he will be an NBA player, not on a two-way deal, like an NBA player, because that can really help you. And it goes back to JRE. It might not help you in the sense of the 16 games you need to win in the NBA Finals, but it will help you get to that point and get through the regular season. And he'll be another player who, uh, if he can improve his three-point shooting, is a guy who can swing a series because he can have a five-minute stretch where he plays great defense, deflects a couple passes, and knocks down three threes. So uh, it, it, this is a, I think, make or break year for, for Lindy Waters and, and kind of determining what's his future. Is his future going to be a very, very, very team-friendly deal somewhere in the NBA uh, and, he, and he's a rotational player? Or is his future going to be, hey, heck of a story, great person, go get buckets in the G League. And that's just kind of, if that's what you want to do, that's just kind of it. So it's a big season for Lindy and it starts in preseason. Uh, it starts in preseason because you're going to get uh, in front of a lot of scouts, you're going to get in front of a lot of teams. You're going to get in front of a lot of um, NBA action. That might be a little bit harder to come by once the year starts as a two-way guy. So uh, it's going to be fun to see what, what that looks like. Now, coming up, what did we learn at training camp? What was said at training camp today that gets you very excited for where the Thunder are headed uh, and what the Thunder are going to look like this year? We'll talk about that coming up, but first... What I'd say right now, better good friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical is awesome because you want to make sure that that you are protected in life in everything that you do, right? Everyone should feel empowered to care for themselves and care for their loved ones during an unexpected situation. And that's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it gives you that peace of mind that if something happens, 
you have access to the medication that you need in case of an emergency. Jay's case gives you everything uh, to make sure you have that medication on hand, just in case. You want to make sure you have that peace of mind. Jay's case is simple, uh, and they handle everything for you online, from the evaluation with a licensed therapist to the medication delivery and the ongoing consultations and care. So do not get caught unprepared. Be prepared with Jay's case. When you go there right now, you get $20 off of this life-saving antibiotics today. That's $20 off of these life-saving medications at Jace Medical by using the code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, code locked on. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. So I mentioned when we were going through the roster that the strength that J-Dub has put on is really impressive. Uh, you saw it in the in the USA scrimmages, like that he looked bigger and that he played bigger. Um, he, he mentioned to Andrew Schlecht of Down the Dunk that he did get drug tested twice, ran, quote unquote, randomly after those pictures came out of, of how much muscle he put on. But today after practice, we asked Mark, what has been the biggest difference on the court? I believe it was Steve McGee who asked him, what was the biggest difference on the court that you're seeing from Jada with this new strength? And Mark rattled off how he's always been impactful defensively and he's always been an efficient player. But the, but the line that stands out is that Mark said that Jalen Williams is now going through people physically at the rim. That is eye-popping. That is impressive. For a player who shot 70% at the rim, mostly on, on savvy cuts, but he also, he also took contact and finished at the rim, but mostly on savvy cuts that are open, to now add an element where you can go through defenders physically and score at the rim, get the ball to go in, get found, get to the free throw line. We talk all the time, getting to the free throw line is the difference in averaging five points to 10 points, 10 points to 15 points, et cetera. That's going to do wonders for him. It's going to do wonders for this team to have another guy who uh, you can put the ball in his hand and tell him to go to the basket and, and, and get a bucket or get to the free throw line. I, I think that Mark's appraisal of, of what his strength does impact-wise is massive. Jadup said that his strength is going to help him be more versatile in the Thunder's positionless you know, system. But going through people is going to be where I think that he finds um, you know, so, some, some, some more value in it. I, I think that the juice for today's game it, it is real. Um, I, I think that the NBA world is going to be watching. You, you heard, if you listen to the Hoop Collective podcast, that Brian Windhorst of ESPN will be here in Paycom Center. That uh, just shows you like that this is going to, going to matter. Uh, as far as preseason games go, obviously it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, but this is a more anticipated, more hyped up preseason game than normal. And I think that when you, when you talk to the players, they're saying all the right things. They're, they're not saying anything controversial or bulletin board, but that, that, that smile that Kenny hustle cracked today, whenever he admitted that like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're curious naturally when you see a player like Wimby get so hyped up and come into the NBA, I, I think that you're going to see like, there is just a natural, natural, like, juice that gets added whenever you're going to face off with a player who has such high accolades and, and, and high standards put on him by the media. Uh, you, you want to, you want to you know, show what you can do against a, a guy that caliber. And so no matter if it's just for 10 minutes tonight, it's going to be interesting to see when we play and, and there's no hiding that. And, and there's no hiding that from the fans, from the media, from the players themselves. It's going to be fun. Uh, I, an update on headband gate, by the way, 
as they do some capital J reporting. Uh, Kenneth Williams says that he likes his headband. I asked him how it's feeling so far in training camp. He likes it. It's here to stay officially. He, he has played with it these last few days at training camp, and it is officially here to stay. He told me it was on media day, but I didn't really believe him. I wanted to see how it felt on the court. It feels great on the court. It's here to stay. Now, Aaron Wiggins was up front with me on media day. He told me that, you know, the, the, the headband, I'm not sure if it's for me. going to try it out, see what it's like. During the media portion, he did not have it on. Now, we'll see what happens tomorrow because if you didn't know, like the, the, the practice happens and then we get let in and we get to see the end of practice, like where they're doing their shooting drills or doing some extra work with coaches or whatever. Uh, so then we get to talk to the players. So he could have taken the headband off during practice or after practice, but as of right now, there was no headband for Wiggins after practice today. We'll see if that continues on to, to tomorrow night. Uh, now, getting back to like more serious basketball, a few other things stood out about the young guys. So Mark said that Kathy Johnson, and he said this twice in the same answer, is earning the respect of his teammates with how he plays. I spent all last week telling you that you know players are the first to know who's good and who's not. It it, it does catch your ear that like that these players are respecting Kathy Johnson and how he plays uh, in practice. Again, uphill battle, two-way guy who's with a, with a very deep roster. It's going to be hard for him to find minutes, but like that stands out uh, about what he can do. Wiggins was asked about Casey Wallace. And we've been asking everybody about Casey Wallace um, as, as just kind of the 10th overall pick and, and, and the highly talented rookie. And Wiggins was quick to note, that like, yeah, everyone talks about his defense. He's been great on both ends. He's been a knockdown shooter. A knockdown shooter. And what excites me about this is that from, from November 1st to February 1st, so over half of the college season, Casey Wallace shot 40% from three. Now, he ends up at 35%, and he dealt with some back injuries. He dealt with a positional you know, role change at Kentucky that, that played into that. But for the majority of the season, Casey Wallace shot 40% from three. I think sometimes we forget how good of a shooter he can be. Wiggins also said that J-Rob had the best play of the day with a big dunk. Maybe a hint at some more explosion back for for uh, Jeremiah, who we haven't really seen have that explosion since the uh, injury in Dallas. Uh, Wiggins also had the comment that there's a different presence, he said, down low with Chet Holmgren that the Thunder haven't really had uh, in Wiggins' time. The players continue to hype up what Chet means for this team and, and what Chet adds for this team, and it is impossible not to get excited. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to, of course, recap this game. We're going to have every every little detail from the preseason game one. So subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms for that. On Wednesday's show, we're going to discuss the Western Conference because I am absolutely excited for this season. I think that the fans have to prepare themselves for the, for the just all-out, just ebbs and flows of this season, just as much as the team has to. But I think that the Thunder are well positioned to handle the peaks and valleys of this season. I'll tell you why on Wednesday. Thursday's podcast, we're going to talk with Mavs Draft. Uh, we haven't had him on since the, since the draft. We're going to get his thoughts on the Thunder rookie class. We're going to get his thoughts on what these young guys can develop into and where the Thunder stand from kind of an outside developmental approach. And then, uh, that'll be on Thursday. On Friday, we're going to recap this uh, next preseason game in Montreal. So it'll be a lot of fun this week. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. And you can always text the show 405-963-3686 for injury updates, starters, news you want to hear, uh, 
updates at the quarter breaks of what we're thinking about the game. And you get moved to the front of the line on all of our fan experience pods. So check it out if you want to do that as well. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one.